Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Good Mikey. morning, good morning. And uh, of course, we have table for three this morning. We got uh, Karen back with us. Yeah. Hello. Hey, Hi. Karen. Yeah, she was Glad here. to be back. I'm glad you guys were here. Yeah, it's great. We tackled six. Uh, we're tackling six and seven these couple of weeks. And uh, really, really great to have you here with us, Karen. You bring a, bring a lot to the dynamic. Happy to be here. Yeah. Next time Karen comes back, she's buying. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm thinking she's due. It's a lot cheaper to buy. Well, actually, I was going to say it's cheaper to buy coffee than booze, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't run it's getting up. up there. Yeah, right. I can confirm that. <laughs> it's cheaper. Trust me. So, uh, yeah, we're here for step seven today. Uh, you know, kind of, a lot of people just kind of combine them together. You know, a lot of people just kind of... They they approach six seven as oh they're not really covered a lot in the big book and and uh, but boy I've I've learned there are important steps that need to be parked on for until they're done uh, thoroughly. Yeah, and and as I've said, I've learned more going back. Mm-hmm. Right, so going through it the first time, step six, step seven. Oh, you know, I listed a couple defects, right, that I wanted mm-hmm. to work on, I want to get rid of, right, and then step seven, hey, just ask them to re- remove them, right. It's just super simple. Mm-hmm. But as I've dug in over time, it is an ongoing process, and it is not easy. Mm-hmm. And those couple that I listed the first time, as we talked about in step six, it's 194 just on this one list, mm-hmm. right, that, that somebody mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot more than I realized, um, or I wanted to realize, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and, you know, it's an ongoing process, you know, so... As we break these, you know, down, mm-hmm. you know, these sessions down into you know segments of experience, strength, and hope, you know, um, you know, Karen, what was your experience in in doing step seven? Well, first of all, I'm glad you asked about step seven by itself. And like Mikey was saying, so many people lump them together. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. If if they were to be together, then they it would been just together. be a step. It <laughs> wouldn't be two steps, or it would be like. Great step point. six and six A, but it's not. It's they're separate. So in six we had to get ready. Okay, so when we get to seven, we're going on the assumption that we've become ready mm-hmm. to to have God remove these defects. So I think the most important thing for me on step seven, of course, uh, is humility. Mm-hmm. It is the the main foundation. I can't take this step without it, and uh, that if I do that. Then that humility can carry. Uh, you know, it's humility is foundational to all of our steps, but it, the humility required in step seven really increases my humility in the steps that that come after. Right. Which is which was a great experience for me. Right. Right. You know, for me, obviously, the transformation started in step one, and then in step six was a teardown. For me, step seven, I was told, look at it as the beginning of a buildup. 
And so, yeah, there's a, you know, demolition happened in six, in my mind. And, uh, and, and now we have to transform to rebuilding a foundation. And the foundation not on the way to my shoulders, but on the shoulders of my higher power to take me where I want to go. That's, that's kind of how I looked at, at uh, the experience of approaching seven. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly humbly is, is one of the key words. It's not like, I mean, it's giving up control, right? Mm-hmm. If we look at the, look at the, what is the action step? What is the action in step seven? Mm-hmm. It's asking. Asking, right. Asking. I'm not focusing on the outcome. I'm focusing on my, my part in it. My part is simply to ask. Mm-hmm. And the rest is not up to me. My job is to ask. Yeah, and that goes back to some of our prior discussions. Um, I mean, one of the hardest things I've done in life is ask for help. My whole life I was built on being self-sustaining, being the source. And and I viewed asking for help, you know, or asking for something as, as a failure, mm-hmm. you know, as a weakness. Um, you know, but... Coming up to to this point, coming up to step seven, I had to ask for a lot of help mm-hmm. up to that point, right? So this is this is more asking. And I think that's part of the, the humbleness is, hey, I can't do it. Hey, Mike, I can't do it. Karen, I can't do it. Will you help me, right? <laughs> hey, God, I can't do it. Will you help me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 that's where for me, I had to get outside of Glenn's capabilities, right, and get the outside help. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's where, and I don't want to fault people who who believe this, but people believe, well, use your use a doorknob as your higher power. Mm-hmm. A doorknob is not going to help me re- remove any shortcomings, right? So that's where you know having to get outside your own head and having you know a higher power, whether it be the program or your sponsor or God or you know whatever version of God that you have, um, you know, you just got to get outside your help, you know, out, outside of yourself. Yeah, just quit requiring yourself to carry the whole load. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's what I did for years of my life was carry the whole load, and um, and I yeah. Look, I have a I have a part. I have to. I love how you said that. I mean, that's the action step is the ask, right? But but I have to take that. I have to. That's an action. I have to take that step to ask for uh, these shortcomings to be removed. Right. Well, the, the challenge for me in the ask. Hmm. Is that and and this projects forward a little bit, but if these defects are removed, mm-hmm. what then? Mm. So if I ask for my defects to be removed and my my judgmental of others is removed, well now I got to be accepting of others, mm-hmm. and if my stinginess is removed, well now I got to be generous, mm. and if I'm not going to be cynical, guess what? I got to be trusting. Mm-hmm. So. For me, the challenge is, is the responsibility that comes with the opposite of the defect. For me, the defect is the easy part. That's the go-to part. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my natural state mm-hmm. is the defect. But the, the opposite of that is where the challenge is for me today to, to live on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. that. That requires effort. It requires work on my part and, and tremendous willingness to be a different person than I was. Mm-hmm. So that's the hard part for me. Yeah, and it, it certainly takes awareness, you know. And um, 
know, being open and willing. We use that word willing a lot. But it's funny because in step six, we talked about that list of 194 character defects. Uh, but I've seen lists, you know, Karen, that you just referenced to that have like the, the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, you know, fear is on one side, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you have the opposite. And, and I think it's... I have that list if you want to post that too. I'll send you that. You know that. what? I, we, we will do that. Um, no, I think that's great because it's one thing to look at the defect and then say, now what? Right. Right. So I think the list, the the counter uh, characteristics or character trait, you know, is very helpful to focus on that. You know, instead of saying, well, I just, you know, hate might be, you know, a defect. And so what's the opposite of hate, right? Mm-hmm. Love, acceptance, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes it's easier for me if I look at what I can, what I will gain when I give up this defect. Should I be fortunate enough <laughs> that my higher power chooses to remove it? Because once I ask, um, like I said, I have no control over if or when. Mm-hmm. And sometimes defects get removed um, seemingly instantly, but then they come back. Mm-hmm. They come back. And I think we talked a little in six about it. Um, they come back based on my spiritual condition. How fit is my spiritual condition? Right. That's what keeps those defects at bay. Right. Is Is how in tune am I with my higher power and his plan for me. And am I here to serve other people or to serve myself? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to stay sober by, by focusing only on myself. I've, mm-hmm. I've got to work with others. I've got to help others. Mm-hmm. So from a strength side, you know, it's not just sitting down a five minute prayer. Hey God, you know, higher power, remove these shortcomings. And then we go on with the rest of our day. Right. right? right. Um, you know, it sounds like it's an ongoing process. Right, you know, it's not a light switch. You know, it's progress, not perfection, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, Mike, how was it for you doing? Um, you know, step seven. I mean, do do you have? Is it a one moment in time for you, or was it a process for you, or what? What did that look like? Oh, well, you know, I mentioned when when we were uh, talking about step six. There's a great resource that's called Drop the Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a book, uh, and it, really, really good stuff. It's up in our resource library. And uh, I guess for me, it wasn't, to, to answer your question, it wasn't really a, a, a like a light bulb moment. It was a it was a behavioral change. And there's a guy in the program that we know and love. And, uh, and uh, he says, you know, it was certainly stolen from somebody, but act as if, act as if. So my action item then is I need to act loving uh, versus the hate that I'm feeling inside. I need to act loving first. And and act as if I, I am loving. So it, it took and is taking, it is taking me uh, energy to begin to act the way that I should be acting rightly, even though it doesn't align with my feelings. And what I found is that alignment is coming more into play. And because it, it's almost, and the book points it out, it's almost like you're saying, well, you're not being true to yourself if you're just acting honest and, and you're not being honest. Well, well, of course you can't not be honest, you know, or maybe that's a bad analogy, but acting anger, you know, I'm really angry, but I'm not going to act in anger. I'm going to act in love. Well, you're not being true to yourself. Well, I'm redefining the true to myself, you know, step two said, restore me to sanity. And I'm beginning to act the way that I feel is, is sane. Yeah, it's funny. The, the act as if, I mean, that, 
that kind of messes with my head a little bit sure. because my whole life, when I walked into a room, I would change who I was mm -hmm. to acclimate to that room, to manipulate that room, to get what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I was a chameleon. Mm -hmm. And I would do what I had to do, say what I had to say, be who I had to be mm -hmm. to get the result that I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, so so that's one way. And and then secondly, today I try to live a very genuine life. Mm -hmm. So if I walked into the room, I am who I am. I say what I think. I say it politely, mm -hmm. right? Um, right. But you know, and I'm, I'm okay with with the different result, mm -hmm. right? I'm not trying to control or shove my way on on mm -hmm. the situation. But as you were talking about, Mike, it's it you know it's true. I mean, there's there's ways that you know acting as if helps, mm -hmm. right? It doesn't mean be a fraud. It right. doesn't mean you know be fake, right? Right. But you know, some of it means, hey, if I have to stand on stage, I'm going to come across in a positive way, even though I'm not feeling good today. Right. Work right? on being better. Yeah. Work on Just being work better. Just work on do, doing the next right thing. So yeah. act as if is kind of practicing until you're there. Practice. That's right. It's you're on the, you're yeah, practicing you're that. On the, you're on the practice until screens. it's natural, right. until it's normal. Right. So if I hear you, Karen, and if I hear you, Mikey, step seven. It's not a five minute gig. No. It's not done five. Hey, I'm I'm done step seven. Let me get on to step eight. Right. It's an ongoing process. Well, yes and no. What what I was taught is conclude step seven. Mm -hmm. Conclude step seven. Say the prayer. And there's a prayer in the big book, you know, that can be recited. But say the prayer, and then and then move on. And you know, don't hold on. Don't continue to hold on to these things. Again, this is the way I was. I could be. I could be wrong. This is what I was. It was suggested to me is say that prayer. You've done the work. You've defined your shortcomings. You've humbly asked him to remove those shortcomings. Now move on, and and let's get just on to step eight and step nine, and just begin to begin to improve. Well, you're right because once you ask, yeah, right, to have the defects removed. What are you asking again? You're for? not you're not in control of what happens afterwards. For me, I think what happens is, over time, once I've asked, and then I go about my business, I mm -hmm. move on to the next step. I'm mm -hmm. doing my thing, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, something will happen. Then I'll go, oh wow, like I'll handle a situation different, or I'll mm -hmm. I'll Change. I'll I'll act differently than I normally would, mm -hmm. and I'll think to myself, oh wait a minute. Okay, like you, I'll notice it weeks later or sometimes months later, but I, I, there, something will happen to, to cause me to realize that a particular defect is gone. Like, because I'll, I'll, I'll be living in the opposite mm -hmm. and something will happen and I'll, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So sometimes it takes a long time and because it's not in our time, we can't just sit there and wait forever. Right. So we, you're right. We, we do our part. We put our we we're as humble as we can be when we ask this, um, and then and we move on. And the whole purpose of this step is to fit me. It's it's to eliminate the the characteristics which stand in my in the way of my usefulness to God and others. Mm -hmm. That's the whole purpose mm -hmm. of this That's to right. fit me to be of maximum service. Mm -hmm. So once I ask. And I, I start to move out of myself now. Right. So I get onto my A step and start taking care of relationships and repairing relationships. Right. So um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. You got to move on. Can't wait. Yeah. So what's some of the hope? What's some of the results of uh, doing step seven? Being able to 
it allows me to get out of me mm-hmm. and, and focus on other people. It lets me look the world in the eye. It, it lets me forgive myself and just love myself for who I am. There's that word forgiveness. Mm-hmm. One, once I see my defects and I've written them down and I've talked about them and I got ready to get rid of them and I ask God to take them away, I just feel cleaner. I feel lighter. I feel freer. Mm-hmm. Is freer a word? Or is it more free? I have made it one. I don't know. I know you have too, Mikey. Well, no, I use freer. <laughs> freer. Freer. Yes. Well, I feel freer yes. after I've done this. Yeah. I just feel better about myself. I feel more confident in my ability to handle life. Right. I, I learn new ways to handle situations which used to baffle me. Oh, here we go with the problem. I think I've, I, I yeah, think I've heard early, that before. A little early, right. but I, right. typically that would be after step nine, but... This is this is where it's really starting for me. Right, right, and I get a glimpse as you're right. This is where it begins for me uh, to really get the, uh, peace and assurance are two words that jump out at me mm-hmm. when it relates to hope. I get I get a peace and assurance that you know I'm beginning to I'm beginning to take shape into the person that I always wanted to be. You know, and and peace and assurance you can't you can't understate those words. Yeah, that's a word that comes to mind. My mind also is peace, right? That just that mm-hmm. feeling that everything is right, right? You know, and um, yeah, it's helped me accept me, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and hey, you know, part of that is I'm always committed to doing the next right thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's I'm trying. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still in the deep end. I'm still swimming. Um, you know, and um, and I'm okay with the results. You know, that's part of it. You know, too is you know. Right. So, the humility so of it. question because we got a couple quick minutes left, but um, one of a defective character for me anyway, and is forgiveness. You know, was and is is forgiving somebody else when I feel that they've done me wrong, and you know the steps. My experience, and then I want to ask you guys your experience. But my experience was I had to, I had to define the fact that it was my character defect that was holding on to this forgiveness scenario. And once I once I did pray a prayer, if you will, of forgiveness for the other person, and then let it go and move on, um, I found I found that I I was free of that. As and that was used the the word that Karen used was this freedom, this free from it. Um, did did your battle with forgiveness, Glenn? I guess is my question. Did it did it soften as you went through six and seven? Do, are you able to deal with forgiveness in a way? Are these the steps that it really worked on uh, on in the area of forgiveness for you? Yeah, it, it really started. You know, three, four, five was the fertile ground where where the work was starting to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then six and seven, you know. Um, I realized I was working in tandem with my higher power and right. a partnership, if mm-hmm. you will, with my higher power. So it, you know, it took a lot of weight off. It took a lot of pressure off me and and saying, "Hey, if I'm going to live by X, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm trying to mm-hmm. live by X, and, and X is the standard that I'm working towards, um, yeah." Then I realized that you know, hey, I I own what I did before, right. you know. But I felt that was the start of starting to feel like I was being forgiven. Um, or, or at least, you know, and, and as we talk about steps eight and nine, I think that's what really, uh, really woke me up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but six and sevens were the fertile, you know, growing ground was was happening. I love it. I see a real, I'm hearing a real consistent message between both of you this morning about how you're, how it's all about spiritual fitness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When, yeah. And you gym. talk about the forgiveness. Yeah. It in this in in these steps where I'm very very aware of my own defects. I can't help but notice that that or acknowledge that other people have them too because in these steps is where I learn that I'm human and and in learning that I'm human now I can accept that other people are too mm-hmm. and if I'm going to expect to be forgiven for for my part in things or my behaviors or whatever it may be I have to be willing to forgive others cuz but the the beauty is that now that I'm able to forgive myself now I can forgive others mm-hmm. and before Mm. I didn't understand the process of forgiveness. So I can forgive someone if they do something to me or act a certain way toward me. I can forgive them. Forgiveness does not mean I condone their behavior. It means that I'm not going to carry a grudge. So I can forgive someone and they don't even have to know I've forgiven them because it has nothing to do with them. It's about me and what I carry around. But after these steps, I I am able much more able to forgive because I see other people as human too. And I, I can, instead of judging their defects, be like, oh, he's such a jerk. You know what? He's tr- he's doing the best he can with what he's got. Right. Sometimes they don't have a lot, but you know what I mean? Yeah. People do the best they can with what they have. Well, that's why I can't wait to have a coffee focused on forgiveness. I forgiveness. think that's a real powerful session that we can have. Karen, will you come that's back a, and do that with us? Oh my God. Gosh, that would be fabulous. All right, great. I love going to sober school with you two. Great coffee. (laughs) It's always fun. All right, man. Brian, thanks, thanks, brother. Love you, Karen. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. Stay safe in the city of Chicago.